break out your Ouija board and check your blood sugar because this week on the Swearwolves, we're talking about Witch Board and Warlock. the Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David, once again, we are recording this remotely because yeah. my car is <laughs> still being fixed. They still haven't called me. Yeah. To be fair, it's only been like an hour though for us since the, the last episode. <laughs> but for you, dear listener, it's been a whole week, you poor thing. <laughs> and, and Brett's car is still at the shop. Yes. Where <laughs> shall remain for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know what? We're we're making do. We're recording this remotely. Hopefully, it sounds good, and it afforded me the ability to not have to wake up so early, not yeah, have to no, drive have so to drive, far, <laughs> and then drive all the way back. Yeah, I'll be I'll be done. Like at a yeah, once you're done, you just take today. off your your headphones and that's pants? it. I mean, take what? off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who says yeah. I'm wearing any right now? That's right. Oh, I want to talk about we we mentioned this last week, but we're going to be at Creepy Con yes. in Ontario, California, on February fifth. So I wanted to bring that up again, just in case anybody who's listening to this um, is on the fence about going. Yeah, Southern California. So if you're in the area and you want to join us, I am glad because, uh, you know, like Omicron and all that stuff, it's very, it's still a scary time. And I know a lot of people are apprehensive about doing things. Um, but my understanding is like they're requiring proof of vaccination, which is cool. And I think they're also requiring masks. So hopefully it should be a, a, a safe environment. Yeah. No, definitely. And and we're both vaccinated and boosted. Boom. So I'm not really too – this might sound ignorant of me, and, and I don't want it to sound that way. I'm not trying to get COVID by any stretch of the imagination. I've gone, knock on wood, almost two years uh, and, and haven't gotten COVID-free, yeah. But I'm not too concerned about it because I've been vaccinated and because I've been boosted. I'm yeah. like – I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, well. I, I kind of feel the same way. It's like, I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. <laughs> but, no. And I'm, you know, obviously I'm still going to take precautions when I'm out and about and all that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm going to read some of the guests off that are going to be at CreepyCon. Nick Castle, the original shape, Michael Myers from uh, Halloween. I'm excited for that one. I've We've met a lot of Michael Myers, but uh, yeah. not him. So that'll yeah. be cool. That'll be a good one. Uh, the Chiodo Brothers, yep. from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, uh, the creators of that. Uh, CJ Graham, who we've met before, we're going to meet again this time because I have a uh, part six <laughs> one sheet that I need him to sign. Nice. And mine's already signed, so I will watch. <laughs> uh, Andrew Brynarski, he was Leatherface in the remakes, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. yeah. and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. He was in the ones with Arlie Ermey. Oh, like the, the Jessica Biel one? 
He was in the Jessica Biel one and then the one that was the prequel okay. to that one. That's cool. Yeah. Bob Elmore is going to be there. Bob Elmore played Leatherface. One of the Leatherfaces. <laughs> in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. And when I say played Leatherface, there was three guys who played Leatherface. Yeah. And two out of three are going to be at this show, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Bill Johnson was credited, I believe. Bob Elmore did most of the stunts, and then Tom Morga uh, did the stunts. Yeah, Elmore uh, and Morga are going to be at the show. Yeah. So Brad we'll get, get them on our one sheet. That'll be nice. That's true. We do have Texas Chainsaw Massacre one sheets. Brad Laurie is going to be there. He was Michael Myers in Resurrection, Halloween okay. Resurrection. Catherine Corcoran, who was in Terrifier, is going to be there. Clint Howard's going to be there. Yeah, that'll be cool. I've got a Halloween one sheet from Rob Zombie's Halloween. He's briefly in that, so I'll get his signature on that one. That'll be cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Ed Gale. Oh, yeah, from uh, Child's Play. Yeah, but you know what else? Was he in Howard he the Duck? In? I believe so. But you know what else he was in? Huh. He was in a little movie called Dolly Dearest. Oh, shit. Was he the doll? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be uh, a pass. <laughs> get a <laughs> Dolly Dearest one sheet. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll treasure I think this I saw, forever, Mr. Gale. I think Gale. I saw one for sale the other day. Oh, man. Nah, no thanks. Grant Kramer from Killer Clowns from Outer Space is going to be there. Uh, one of the guys who played uh, the clowns, Herod, Herod Blank, is going to be there. James Remar, Dexter's dad. <laughs> yeah. And the Warriors and a bunch of other shit. I mean, he's known for a lot of things, but yeah. myself, I, 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 I know, know him, him as Dexter. Dexter's dad. Exactly. Yeah. But he was in Django Unchained, and he was pretty good in that movie. And that movie was fucking awesome. Indeed. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I've seen it a lot, too. That's one that my wife, I drive her nuts with. Like, sometimes if we can't decide on a movie, I'll be like, hey, you want to watch Django? And she's like, no, no Django. <laughs> but Please. it's so good. It is good. It's so good. The acting in that movie, oh, like it's, it's great. Jeff Daniel Phillips. Was he in Halloween? He was in part two. He's in the second one, but he's not in the first he's in, one. He's in the upcoming Munsters movie. Yeah, he's in the play. Uh, he's in the lead. Herman. Yeah, the lead role, I think. John Masari. He's another clown. Oh, he's the composer for Killer Clowns. Okay. Christina Klebe. She was in Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll get her. Lou Temple. I'll get him. He's from Halloween also. Mike Martinez played a clown. Miko Hughes from Pet Cemetery. Peter Cowper. He's the minor. Yeah, from My Bloody Valentine. We'll get him. My Bloody Valentine. Scout Taylor Compton. Obviously, she's from Halloween. Yep. Sharni Vinson. She's from uh, You're Next. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's the main woman. Yeah. Suzanne Snyder. Suzanne Snyder's an interesting one I know, for you. I might get her. I don't know. Because Suzanne Snyder, she's the lead girl in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but she was also a small role in Night of the Creeps. And David met most of the cast, well, most of the lead cast, at least, from Night of the Creeps. But you have that. Yeah. You have a, I've you got have a that, one sheet? That Scream Factory. No, I got that Scream Factory one. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool poster. And I've got it signed by, yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, including you know most of the cast and Fred Decker, the director of Night of the Creeps. So I might yeah. take that one, but I also have it professionally framed. So I have to like take the paper off of the back, and I gotta uh, figure out how do I get it out, how do I put it back in, and be a whole thing. So I, I don't know. We'll see if I wind up doing that. <laughs> get her to sign some like uh, acetate, and then just put it in front. <laughs> there like, you go. It's like a see-through. Yeah, yeah, and just put it on the glass. <laughs> yeah. <put it> on. <laughs> Uh, Tom Matthews is going to be there. He was uh, Tommy Jarvis in part six and uh, Friday 13th, part six. And then Tom Morga, yeah. who we've met 
we met last year. That mad really monster. nice guy. He was super cool. Really nice guy. But he's played he's played Jason, he's played Leatherface, and he's played Michael Myers. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah so between as the two well of us, we'll be getting a lot of a lot of signatures. Yeah, I'll be yeah. getting a few. It'll be a fun show. It'll be fun to go out and and do it. I'm I'm excited to to go out there and start going to conventions uh, again. Yeah. I know we went to a few conventions last year, but uh, it seems like we've only gone to the same two. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if Days of the Dead is going to have one in Las Vegas this year. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they got one for LA, so we'll hit that one up. But yeah, yeah I don't know if they're going to do Vegas. And then I'll be making my first uh, Texas Frightmare in April, late April, that's, I think. That's right. Somewhere. You are going. That'll um, be, be fun. Speaking of Texas mm-hmm. and Texas Frightmare. You know, they're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel. Well, they've already made it. It's coming out in February to Netflix. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. It's a direct sequel to the first one. And Sally Hardesty. Oh, her is character is going to be back in character. it? That's cool. Yeah, That'll be neat. That sounds interesting. I wanna, yeah. I I haven't seen too much about it. Is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. You know what? I think most of what Netflix puts out is quality. So... Yeah, put me in the excited column. I'm excited for it. You know, I love Texas Chainsaw, the original. I love the part two as well. I I even love Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah, it's not without its charm. I think it's pretty good. It does start to taper off a little bit. I liked the remake. I thought the remake was good. I liked it too. With Jessica Biel. The only question that I have is this is a direct sequel to the original one, and it's 50 years later. Well, how the fuck old is Leatherface? Like, I know, listen, he could have been 18. He could have been... Either way, he's old. Uh, but he would he would be close, at the minimum, 70 years old. If he Unless he's been keeping up with his cardio, he's going to be slow. And he's a bigger guy? Come on now. Yeah. He's probably diabetic. I don't know. What, what is <laughs> he probably doesn't like? eat well. No, no. His teeth were disgusting. They've only gotten worse. I'm sure he doesn't <laughs> go to the dentist. He definitely doesn't floss or use fluoride. <laughs> so that's coming out in February to Netflix. So I'll be interested to see that movie. Maybe we can discuss that. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, when that comes out. A lot of good horror stuff coming out this year. Scream just came out. That's right. By the time this comes out, we will have seen it. Yeah. There's some good horror movies coming out this year into the theater, I think. Um, there's another one, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke does a lot of horror He does movies. do a lot of horror, yeah. Maybe he's just a horror fan. I don't know. Maybe he's just doing whatever comes to by him but there's got one called the, like the black phone or some shit oh yes 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 i remember seeing a trailer for that like last two years, years ago a while ago yeah <laughs> it seems like forever ago but yeah it's, it's finally coming um, out yeah it's finally coming out it looks it looks like it's pretty good but uh we're not here to talk about that shit david we're here to talk about witches and warlocks there you go oh i smell a theme what do you think, do you think about witches and warlocks <laughs> like movie wise or as people <laughs> in general i don't think it's uh, any weirder than most religions so <laughs> that's true i mean i don't have anything against real people who are like practice yeah, yeah but like an actual witch flannery uh, on a broom and shit a bruja a, a bruja <laughs> uh, no thanks i'll, I'll pass <laughs> i'm scared um, i don't want them putting spells on me and shit yeah i'll put a spell on you because you're mine oh yeah <laughs> Uh, the first movie actually is called Witch Board. So it's not like witches. It's not. It's still, it's in the title. So it has it, witch in the title. There you go. It counts. I bet you, I don't know why they didn't call it Ouija Board. 
Oh, I do. Probably because Parker Brothers, right? I looked, I looked this up. Yeah, it was a copyright okay. thing. So then they're like, well, what sounds like Ouija? And which know. does. <laughs> well, the thing too is, we'll get to this in the movie, but like, the guy keeps saying like, it's pronounced Ouija. But like, uh-huh. if you like just Google Ouija uh, board pronunciation, like everything comes up Ouija. Does it? Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't said Ouija my whole, my whole life. I say Ouija. Do you really? Look at us. I don't really say it a lot, but... <laughs> It's not in your daily vernacular. Oh, I actually, uh, not my daily vernacular, but I did want to mention something. There is a store here in Chandler, Arizona called Terror Trader. Yeah, I really want to go. It's been in it's you in got, your neck of the woods. Yeah, you got to come down someday and I'll and I'll meet you up there. But Terror Trader they have, I mean, like a lot of shit. When you go, cuz you're going today, right? Maybe. I don't next, I don't know. Next time you go, can you just wear a head cam and then call me? And then I'll just PayPal you money. I can just I just put my <laughs> you can be, phone. yeah 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 you can be my personal shopper. Yeah, there was something there, David. There was something there that I saw. It was after Christmas that I went though, oh. and I was like, this would have been a perfect Christmas gift for David, and I would have gotten it for you. But but nope, it'll have to wait till next year if it's still there. <laughs> Ooh. But anyway, if you're in Arizona. Check out Terror Trader. And they have a lot of Ouija boards. Oh, okay. Or Ouija boards or whatever. Whatever. And uh, every time we see them, my daughter, because my daughter likes going to that store too. And she's like, we should get a Ouija board. And I go, I have one. And she's like, you do? And I was like, yeah. She goes, where is it? I go, mom won't let me bring it in the house. It's in the garage. And then she turns to my wife and my wife's like, you know, we're not getting a Ouija board. <laughs> but she let her get a little voodoo doll. There you go. Voodoo, like, voodoo's same... cool, but yeah, Ouija board, you got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> Witch board, 1986, came out. Okay, this is kind of weird because our last episode, we had two movies that came out in 1986. Our first movie this year, or this episode, is from 1986. Came out December 31st, 1986. So that's like the same month, too, as one of the movies we just did, right? Yeah, last so week? what was okay. the? what do you think the number one movie was? Was it The Golden Child again? It is The Golden oh, Child. Oh, nice, again. nice. Good job. Good job. All right. Can he go two for two, folks? The answer is probably not. The number one song on December 31st, New Year's Eve, mind you, 1986 into 87. Everybody was like, fuck, man. The 87 is going to be awesome. (laughs) Uh, Number one song. Going Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. You got it. Did I get it? Holy shit, awesome. (laughs) Is that a first? (laughs) That's a first time you got both of them correct. Oh my God, David. Good job. I'm so happy. Look at that. I'm I'm happy for you. And you know what? Walk Like an Egyptian happens to be the what the fuck are you talking about for this week? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? 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 All right, I'm not going to go into all the lyrics of Walk Like an Egyptian. There's a lot of hey-o-ay-o, o-a-o-a-o and stuff here. I'm not going to go through all the lyrics of Walk Like an Egyptian. The broad strokes. <laughs> the broad strokes. I'm going to go to the Susanna Hoffs verse. Susanna Hoffs, by the way, and my wife already knows this, yeah. is like I had oh. the hugest crush As on did Susanna I. Hoffs oh, yeah. when I was growing up. Even when I was like, this song came out in 86. I was nine years old. I was like, this chick is hot. Yep. And even now, she's still beautiful. Agreed. Yeah, she's aged nicely. these lyrics make me say, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Come on, Susanna. Get your shit together. Slide your feet up the street. 
bend your back, shift your arm, then pull it back. Okay, so we're rhyming back with back right okay. away. Yeah. Life is hard, you know, Oweo. So, stri- <laughs> so strike a pose on a Cadillac. Oh. <laughs> if you want to find all the cops, they're hanging out in the donut shop. Okay, come mm, on. Okay, that's low-hanging fruit, but all right. Yeah. I'll allow it. <clears throat> they sing and dance, Oweo. The cops do? They spin the clubs, cruise down the block. That's true. All the Japanese with their yen, the party boys call the Kremlin. And the Chinese know, Oweo, they walk the line like Egyptian. Egyptian, that's how she says it. The Chinese people do? Listen, I'll read it again, okay? (laughs) All the Japanese with their yen, Mm -hmm. the party boys call the Kremlin. And the Chinese know, Oweo, they walk the line like Egyptian. All the cops in the donut shop say, way oh way walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? And, 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 I, was really and to be honest with you, I was really hoping you'd do the whistle, though, but, but in Brett whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you were saying? What the, fu- what the fuck does this mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Oh, that's funny. Walk like an Egyptian. And it was like... I think Egyptians probably just walk like normal, like like yeah. everybody else, right? Egyptian people walk just like you <laughs> and me, I'm pretty sure man. they walk the same. Yeah. Even way back in the day, I don't think they ever did the the, the stereotypical uh, little Egyptian dance thing. I don't think that was ever really a thing. <laughs> you, you don't? I don't think so. Unless they... Maybe they danced? I don't know. I think somebody looked at some like hieroglyphics or it was like, oh, they must have walked very peculiarly. Maybe no, but like... Were they trying to start a trend? Were they like, hey, look, Chevy Checker has the twist. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we're like gonna, we're going to come up with gonna our gonna own little dance. We're going to do the Egyptian. Maybe the Egyptian. <laughs> oh, All the cops in the donut shops will be doing it. And they'll be saying, hey, oh, hey. They really liked that cop in the donut shop joke, didn't they? <laughs> it's kept yeah, like, going. We're going to say it twice. We're going to go back to that well several times in this song. The Bangles, though, all-female band, a great band. They had a song Manic Monday written Just by Prince. Just Manic Monday. Uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Hazy Shade of Winter, which was also a That's remake a of a Simon and Garfunkel song. Uh, and then Eternal Flame, which... Mm. Close your eyes. Give me your hand, darling. Do you feel my heart beating? <laughs> Do you understand? Do you feel the same? Oh, yeah, yeah. I seem to recall... Uh, Roller skating to that at the rink back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Was that a couple? Was that a couple skate? Yeah, couple skate. Boys, pick your partners. <laughs> Girls, you're up next. <laughs> Heaven by like Brian Adams. Was that Brian Adams? That was like the big couple skate song. I was How did it go? The... Heaven isn't. No, no that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a different one. Finding it hard to believe we're in we're heaven. In heaven. <laughs> Yeah, baby, baby you're all that I want. <laughs> yeah, when I'm lying here in your arms, Brian Adams sings from like right here in his throat. <laughs> it's surprising he can talk anymore because <laughs> which board? Which board? Actually, can we go back to talking about the Bengals? <laughs> yeah, can we talk <laughs> more Egyptian stuff? Can we turn this into a mummy episode? Which board? <laughs> Call an audible. <laughs> Richboard, which board was written by Kevin Tenney. Uh, also, Night of the Demons fame. Yeah. 
Written and directed, I believe. Yeah, written and directed by him. Music by Dennis Michael Tenney. It's the whole Tenney family. Oh, got his brother in on it? Maybe a cousin? Yeah, yeah. fucking nepotism at its best. Um, Maybe it was his dad. Uh, yeah. He's like, you don't give me this scoring gig, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> like, oh, dad, please. <laughs> yeah, probably a brother. I'm going to go on. I'm going to guess brother. Yeah. Stars Todd Allen as Jim. Tawny Katane, RIP, as Linda. Rosemarie, she makes a special guest appearance as Mrs. Moses. Do you know who Rosemarie was? Mm-mm. She was on the Dick Van Dyke show. She okay. was the she was Dick Van Dyke's like co-worker. Yeah. God, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that show since I was little. Her and Maury. I used to watch the show a lot. Her and Maury Amsterdam, they were like the writers with Dick Van Dyke for the um uh who's the guy? Uh fucking Carl um Reiner. Mm, was okay. Alan whatever his last name was, they were the writers for his comedy show. Okay. Anyway, so that's she got, she got a tiny, tiny part in this movie. A tiny part, but she did <laughs> uh, in real life. Uh, Stephen Nichols as Brandon. Now, Stephen Nichols played a character on a soap opera called Days of Our Lives. Oh. And that character's name was Patch. Now, when I was a kid, when we'd have like summer break, my sisters would watch their and, soap operas. Yeah. And we only had one TV. Oh, and you get so, stuck. You're like, I just want to watch the people's court. And like, no, sorry, <laughs> tough shit. <laughs> We're watching Days of Our Lives. Well, then I start getting into it because then <laughs> that's what you're watching, right? So yeah. Patch uh, was his character's name on Days of Our Lives. He was called Patch because he wore a patch over like his eye. Like an eye patch? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, because he was like missing an eye or some shit. But then later on, he got his eye back. <laughs> he got but then his they were eye like, back. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's returned. The, the damnedest, damnedest thing. thing. <laughs> it, rolled, it rolled back. But he got his eye back, and then he um, didn't have the patch anymore, but they still called him Patch. Yeah. And then. <laughs> I'm I glad think, you clarified, though, because I would guess he just had a big old bush. It's a big <laughs> patch down there. But then I think even after that, they're like, well, I think people liked him better with the patch on. So they got his, his eye out again. again. <laughs> like, oh, fuck your eye. You know, we're going to take the other eye this time. He's like, oh. Budget for this movie was uh, anywhere between 1.5 and $2 million. Okay. So what do you think the box office? Do you think the box office was greater or less than? I'm going to say it was greater because they made sequels. So I'm going to guess, make- uh, I'm going to say it didn't make that much more, but enough to, so I'll say six. Close, seven and a half million, okay. 7.4 million. Uh, Tawny Katane, let's talk about her real quick. A little white snake. <laughs> Here I go again, <laughs> She married that guy, right? I believe so, I but so. I don't believe it lasted long. No, it didn't. And she just she just passed away last summer. Yeah. Um, she was what was that guy's name? Dave David Coverdale. Coverdale, yeah, yeah. yeah. From White Snake. They were married for two years. Ah. It was brief but passionate. She was also married to um baseball player Chuck Finley. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't she also have a thing with OJ Simpson? Listen, I'm not gonna accuse her of that, but I think maybe she, she I, did. I believe she did. Oh, she had a year-long affair with O.J. Simpson when go. he was married to Nicole Brown She was Simpson. also on uh, America's Funniest People with Dave Coulier. Cut oh. it out, David. Yes, yep. I was just going to say that. <laughs> she uh, she was a big deal because of the White Snake video, yeah. right? Yeah, she rode that for a while. And then she, I don't know, did movies and shit like this, but she, um, this movie was probably first, actually. Yeah, I think it was. Like, it was either right before or right after. They were very yeah, close together. 
Actually, I think the song had just come out. I don't know. I might have it backwards because I feel like this movie got money off of the White Snake video. Like people were like, "Oh, I got to go see her." She's starring in a movie. Oh no! Here I go again. Was originally released in 1982. Interesting. But it was re-recorded by the band and released in 1987. Hmm. Okay. So this was first. Yeah. So when they made the video was 1987. You know, you could see her tits in the video. Oh, really? I swear, I swear to God, you can see nipple. <laughs> yeah, but you, you don't. You can just watch this movie and see it too. That's. Um, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> need to get your fix. She was only 59 when she died. Don't do drugs. Although, I don't know if she actually died of a drug overdose, but I'm sure the drugs didn't help. Official cause of death was dilated cardiomyopathy, which is uh, when your heart becomes enlarged. Yeah. It's a common heart disease. Um, Also, coronary atherosclerosis. Yeah, she she had some drugs in her system, but I think... Not not to kill her? Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it's years of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Body can only take so much abuse before it's like, all right, I'm just gonna make your heart grow really big, and then, <laughs> and then you'll die of it. Fucking, fuck it, the, like Grinch, the Grinch, dude. <laughs> An enlarged heart. Like the, the Grinch has the, a medical the, condition. Okay, the who's the who's fucking killed Down the Grinch because they made his heart. his heart grow all those sizes that day. Ah, oh, they killed him. Bastard. Let's get to this fucking movie. All right. Have you ever seen this movie, by the way? No, I saw it years ago, like probably early '90s. And I saw it. It was on TV. It was on like a cable. Um, this movie, movie has a very early '90s feel, even though it's a an '80s 86? movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought I felt that way too. Yeah. Um, but the plot. Okay, we're at a party of some sort, and there's people talking about God and creationism, and then there's just some asshole named Brandon. Okay? <laughs> That's funny, dude. My first notes I wrote: Brandon's a pretentious asshole. <laughs> Well, he starts talking shit to this dude named Jim. Yeah. Okay. Jim and Tawny Katane. They're, they're a thing. I'm they're, just going to call her Tawny Katane, by the way. There you go. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> they're an item. That's, that's their name. Uh, yes. They live together. They're engaged. Yep. And, and, and Brandon um, used to be with her. Yes. We find out that Jim's girlfriend, Tawny Katane is Jim's girlfriend, but she used to date this Brandon douche. And, uh, Tony Katane has a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's got a fucking, she has l- fucking lion's mane. Big hair. She like does. her hair is huge. It was the 80s, but man. They're, ha- they're having like this uh, party or whatever. And um, I would you invite? Well, we find out more about this this whole relationship. Yeah, if this guy was a fucking douchebag. Would I invite him to a party? Absolutely not. Would you invite Roxy's like ex-boyfriend? Even if you were like, yeah, I'm cool with it. It would still be uncomfortable. Yeah, it would be kind of weird. For him and for you <laughs> for and every, for her. For everyone involved. Yeah. So why put yourself through that? And if he showed up, then then he's a fucking... Especially if you don't get along. Yes. <laughs> this gym guy, he's kind of an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling. Yeah, he uh, likes to drink. He, he drinks too much. But this Brandon dickhead breaks out a Ouija. And he does, David. He says Ouija. Somebody even calls it Ouija. He's like, it's pronounced Ouija. Yeah. And he gives us the whole history of the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And how it's used and how, how to use like all the rules, right? He like he reads the instructions from the Parker brothers. <laughs> he pulls it out. But we like, oh, shit, this is this is the Spanish side. I gotta flip the paper over. Oh, here we go. Ouija <laughs> is from the uh, French for yes, we. Oui. We oui. and the German for yes, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be we oui, yeah? We oui, yeah. I think so. That sounds more appropriate. 
Not Ouija. Whatever, patch. Anyway, um, he explains the rules of playing. Of course, he goes, well, we need one male and one female. That's sexist. We need to put it on our laps and touch knees and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, you, you fucking, you fucking yeah, pervert. scam artist. Mm-hmm. He's want to cop a feel. Yeah. So he invites Tawny Katane to do it. And she's like, I ain't going to do it. The crowd of people who are watching this at the party. I've never been to a party like this where everybody's just like circled around and everybody's watching somebody play a board game. <laughs> they're really into it. A bunch of fucking nerds. And they're like, do it, man. Do it. Come on. She goes, oh, oh, here I go again. <laughs> well, she's she not goes, going I made to get on her own yet. <laughs> she ain't wasting no more time. time. <laughs> she says yes. And Brandon says he wants to contact this spirit named David. So they start talking to him. But Brandon stops immediately. He says, that's not David. And she's like, how do you know? He goes, because I've talked to David before. We have our own little symbol. <laughs> we have a rapport. He, yeah. We, we, uh, we know each other. This isn't him. And uh, do you like having your name said so much in a movie? <laughs> no. I, know it's a common na- I know it's a common name, but yeah, it's but like, it was annoying. David. David. <laughs> You're like, what? David. <laughs> they, so they start up again. And he's like, I want to talk to David. David is there. And they start talking to him. And then this gym guy, he's yeah, all drunk. He starts talking shit. He starts talking shit. And David gets pissed off. Fucking flips the board over. Flips the Ouija board over. The power goes out. And then Brandon's tires get popped. Get slashed on his Cobra. And he blames Jim. Like, he slashed my tires. Like, motherfucker, I was standing right here. Not only does he blame Jim, but Tawny Katane blames Jim as well. Yeah, he slashed his tires. She gets pissed off at her own boyfriend. Brandon <laughs> left the uh, Ouija board. Yeah, at the he, house. Yeah, he leaves kind of in a hurry. He he obviously didn't leave in that much of a hurry. No. His tires yeah. were popped. He had to wait yeah, for a tow he had truck. To get a fucking Uber. <laughs> Have a tow truck. He had to hitchhike. Uh, Jim works construction. Yeah, he He's works at like houses. Uh, like in bedrock. Like it was very okay. Flintstones, like with the horn. <laughs> okay, I wrote this down. This is my note. Where did the fucking Flintstone whistle come from? You haven't never knew. That whistle. Does not exist. No, no, that's how I was like, what year is this? <laughs> that whistle doesn't exist, though. Like, even in any year. No. Not when you're building a house. Yeah, all right. Who's bringing that whistle out to the fucking job site? <laughs> yeah, you guys put that sheetrock up? Yeah, all right, break time. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody you're working is within earshot. You just go, hey, it's time for lunch. Yeah. Or you turn off my, my boss, because I used to, I used to uh, frame houses. My boss would just turn the generator off. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd all know, oh shit, we don't oh, have any my, power. My tools aren't working. Oh, guess it's time for my egg salad sandwich. <laughs> Brandon leaves a message on a nice old answering machine. I really like seeing the old answering I do machines. Too, the I, tape. I liked I liked answering machines. But uh he leaves a message saying that uh he left the Ouija board there and he wants Tawny Katane to drop it off. Yeah, class. They attend uh, they attend some class together. Yeah, and he says he wants to contact David to see if he has calmed down. I got to check in it's on like, David. I'm really worried yeah. about him. He's a fucking ghost. <laughs> Leave him alone. Oh, by the way, David is a 10 year old boy. Yeah. That's also gross. I got to check yeah. on this little kid. We have a, a relationship. <laughs> gross, dude. I don't want David to be mad at me. He's having, he's having fucking phone sex through a fucking Ouija board. <laughs> Ouija board. Oh. He's got to spell it out everything. <laughs> what are you wearing? He's only got N- one hand on the planchette. Oh, my God. Humana, humana, humana. So gross. 
He's just got to ask yes or no questions so they can get to it. Do you want my dick? Yes. <laughs> yes. And he goes, no. He's like, do you want my dick? I'm going to keep asking until I get the answer I want. And says goodbye. He's like, damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, give me a spirit that I can't talk to. <laughs> yeah. Is there anybody out there that would have a uh, Ouija sex with me, please? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm gonna write a he movie. Finally finds where... one, and then he, he like like what's your name? And he like spells it. He's like, Dad. <laughs> Shit! It's like gotcha, son. Damn it! Again. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, I'm gonna write a movie <clears throat> where there's a scene where somebody's like spouse dies, and they have like uh, Ouija sex. <laughs> yeah. So they reconnect. It's like ghost. But... Yeah. But much slower and more boring. <laughs> a lot of reading and waiting. And misspellings. And misspellings, yeah. <laughs> Run on sentences. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fucking be sure to oh. drink your Ovaltine. Like, damn it. <laughs> Foiled again. Got me again. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. All right. We find out that Jim and Brandon were best friends when they were kids. Yeah. And Brandon, because uh, Jim's telling this to his coworker while they're eating their egg salad. <laughs> Brandon thinks Jim stole Tawny Katane from him. But he didn't. Uh, also, Jim is missing his hammer, hatchet. Yeah. It's kind of a wacky looking hammer. Yeah, it's like, like a hammer with like, a, hammer. like a blade on the other end. I mean, those exist, yeah. obviously, but come on. You don't need that if you're you don't need that building a house. No. no. How are you going to pull a nail out? Yeah, exactly. You need that claw, my friend. Uh, I got to get my other hammer. Uh, Jim and his buddy are on some scaffolding, and the missing hammer is above them. Uh Uh-oh. Tawny Katane uses the Ouija board. She contacts David. David. All by herself. You're supposed to have a man with you. David says he doesn't want to be her and Jim's baby. Be my little baby. Yeah, so basically what... Brandon had told them was that he can be reborn. His spirit can be reborn and he can choose his parents. Tawny Katane thinks she's pregnant. Yeah. So she asks David if he wouldn't mind being their baby. You want to be my little baby? (laughs) And he says, no. He says, no. Come on, David. He's like, why not? And she says she doesn't like Jim or he doesn't like Jim. Then, then David leaves yeah. Like all David. of a sudden he's not David. he's not there. We cut back to Jim and his buddy who are on the scaffolding. Oh, by the way, we also find out that Jim went to medical school. Yeah, and he dropped out. Couldn't couldn't hack it. Uh speaking of hacking, the, scaf- <laughs> the scaffolding falls. Yep. And, and like some sheetrock on, falls and onto his land. buddy kills him. Yep. Jim kind of jumps out of the way. Tawny Katane is back talking to David again. He's back. Uh, from killing that dude. And David tells Tawny Katane that her diamond ring is in the bathroom drain. What? She looks sure, and sure shit. shit. Hey, hey. It's there. <laughs> it stayed uh, in that trap for that long? Because she lost it months ago, she said. It just chilled in there? It never got washed know. away? I don't, I don't know how those work. I don't know. I was suspicious. I was like, I think that would, I think the water would flow that away. But yeah, what do I know? Maybe not. The ring's got a hole in it. Yeah, 
maybe it's really heavy, dense material. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a like, big rock. Well, it wasn't really. Well, it wasn't real gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, gold sinks though, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think gold. Yeah, gold sinks because that's what. Get your Yukon Cornelius out here immediately. <laughs> Let's figure this out. Nothing. This is this is pyrite. Sorry, I'm gonna turn green. Um, uh, there's a jump scare in the mirror. She oh. opens the medicine cabinet and then she closes it and then she looks back in the mirror and there's Jim and she like freaks out and she tries to tell Jim. Oh yeah, she's like, "Don't you fucking and sneak up!" Like, no, that's not yet. Oh, that's that not yet. yet. That happens. That happens <laughs> later. Because there's a lot of him. jump scares. Yeah. She tells Jim that she was talking to David and Jim says, "Fuck that, David dude," and tells her about the guy who died. Yeah, you've had a bad day. Let me tell you about my day. <laughs> By the way, they had a water bed. Dude, I wrote that down too. <laughs> did you ever have a water bed? I did. Yeah, when How I was. Did I? Yeah, I had one in high I school. I hated it. I, I, I liked it until I didn't. Uh, did you ever have the heater break, like in the middle of the night? And you just wake up fucking freezing your balls off? I never had it break, but I had it like where. I turned it. You, like, you bumped the thermostat or whatever down. Well, on no, accident? I just turned it down on yeah. purpose. And oh. I was like, "Oh, it's too hot. I want it to be cold." And I turned it down, and then too much, oh, too fuck. cold. Yeah, <laughs> I remember there was a winter where mine broke, and I woke up in the middle of the night just like with hypothermia. Yeah, I remember also just yeah. having like having girls over, uh, and, and just being very awkward and sloshy, like, "Oh, I'm so awkward." Yeah, oh. yeah waterbeds are not. Not good for making out with the ladies, no. No. But yeah, I thought that no. was funny. They got a waterbed. Yeah. Oh, something else I wanted to mention too is uh, they have a funeral for the the coworker guy. I'm gonna yeah. I was oh just yeah. Gonna is get that, to that is that next? All right. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Tawny Katane is pregnant. She has morning sickness. Yeah. She Whatever. hasn't confirmed it or gone to the doctor, but she's like, I know, I know, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I know my body. Okay, so now we're at the funeral. What were you going to say? I'll let you say it. Just like one of the fucking tropes of movies is why did the cops always come to the funeral to like ask people questions? (laughs) Like let the people grieve. So I wrote that down too. (laughs) And I said, um, this police officer thinks there's something fishy about this guy's death. And he thinks it was murder. And I said, do they really approach people at graveyards on the day of the funeral? Yeah, We're shoveling dirt on your dead friend. Let me ask you some questions about your whereabouts though. Yeah. The other thing that pisses me off about movies is when there's tombstones already, gravestones already yeah. at a grave. It's all ready to go. Or like even a week later, because gravestones take a while. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you got to order them and they have to carve them and all that. I don't know how long it takes now, but at least back then we didn't have laser cutters. I was say, yeah, from death to funeral, that's a pretty quick turnaround typically. Yeah. From <laughs> funeral to gravestone putting put down is a long time usually. Yeah. Plus, they have to wait for the ground to kind of settle because otherwise that stone will just sink right in, mm, depending see. on the size of it. And usually in movies, the the gravestones that they get are six feet tall, four feet wide. That's <laughs> what know, I'm getting. The, I'm going to get a big old one. I'm going to get a statue. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like an myself. angel crying. Oh, of yourself? With a big <laughs> old dick? Yeah, crying. Yeah. <laughs> have your dick. Like you're wearing jeans, but you can see the outline of your penis yeah. and it's like yeah. down to like mid thigh. Like, yeah. This is a very accurate depiction of, of what I looked like in real life. <laughs> Do not dig up my corpse. And yeah, check. Don't, don't verify. Things shrink when they're dead. <laughs> they say that penises are very small when people die. Yes. When, when is Tawny Katane supposed to return this Ouija board? Because she still fucking has it. Yeah. She likes playing around and, with that stupid thing. And it's been at least a few days, right? Yeah. Like that guy died and they're already at the funeral. So I'm guessing probably four or five days. Probably. But yeah, she asked David if if he did it, and he's like, "No, of course not. 
Why would I, why would I kill a man? Brandon then warns her because he finds out that she's been using it. And he's like, don't he, he use, the, you don't use that thing alone. Like it's dangerous. But he, he gets cut off before he can finish. Yeah. Jim comes up behind her. This is oh, when he yeah. scares her. This is where she freaks out on him. And they fight about it. Yeah. And she tells him that she's pregnant. Yeah. She also says, I love you. And he does the old Han Solo. I know. Like he won't and say then it back. She sa- yeah. But then she says the weirdest line of that interaction, because I wrote that interaction down as well. She says, I love you. He says, I know. And then she says, and you love me. Even if you don't know it, I know it. <laughs> what? Dude, dude, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be in that relationship. That sounds toxic. <laughs> I would fly as fast as I could. I'd yeah. be all, well. See ya. Gotta go. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking stalker. Yeah, that's creepy. Jim just stares off into space when she says that, by the way. <laughs> Tony Katane is dreaming. She goes upstairs in a house in a room, and there's a coffin, and the Ouija board is on top. Boom, there's a jump scare with a hand that grabs her throat, Yeah, and then she, she wakes up. There's a lot of jump scares in this movie. There really is, but, but no big scares. No. Uh, she uses the Ouija board again and tells David that uh, she's, she's giving, giving the board, board back. back to Bren. Don't, he touches me. <laughs> he always wants me to play sex games with him I'm like what yeah, he's, he's a real so fucking what? he's a real deviant possibly a pedophile uh, she walks into a kitchen and a knife she's got they got like a knife rack i yeah. guess magnetic the magnetic one yeah onto her uh side of her fridge and like one of the knife like flies off and lands on the ground and then like ketchup pours out of a bottle yeah, it falls and over and like, spills onto the knife so it looks like blood yeah and then she screams and then it cuts to Brandon, and he's going to the construction site to meet up with Jim. And yeah. he asks Jim if uh, Tony Katane, Linda, I, her name is Linda. I think I, at this point, I just started writing Linda. And the reason why is because I wrote, I thought it was funny because I just realized at this point in the movie that the main two characters are Linda and Jim. And that's my mom and my stepdad's oh, wow. name yeah. when I was growing up. <laughs> They're not married anymore. Tony Katane um, also takes longer to write. It's like, ah, oh, Linda. It does. It's faster. It's better. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, oh, Brandon tells Linda, Jim, yeah, about uh, progressive entrapment and that Linda could become possessed if she continues to use the board uh, because the, the, the spirit will basically manipulate you and ultimately take over your body. So he's like, I need yeah. to bring in a medium to uh, basically exercise David from their apartment or whatever. Jim at first is like really like just like whatever you're a fucking douche, yeah. but then yeah, will he's this like, get you out of my life. All right, yeah, he's like okay. So they show up with the medium who is Zarabeth, and she comes by and they do a séance. Now this medium is fucking annoying. <laughs> she keeps making little jokes like oh, a little medium humor for you. Yeah, but she's got like pink hair, sunglasses, like a fringe jacket. She's got a star sticker on her cheek. But they finally agree, so she comes over. They do a séance. There's like a spirit talking through her yeah and david says that he loves linda and he blames jim and brandon's talking at the the spirit who's talking through zarabeth and brandon says linda doesn't love you linda doesn't like you and so david says he'll go and then all this shit falls (laughs) yeah and then he's gone yeah he decides to leave brandon takes the ouija board and he and zarabeth leave linda is all upset though Linda's like, maybe I should have given David another chance. And Jim's like, you're a fucking lunatic. Yeah, you want this baby in you? Uh, you want this dead <laughs> 10-year-old to be your baby? Yeah. Fuck out of here. On the way home, the medium tells Brandon that there is something weird about David. 
and she's going to do some research. Like the something weird is like, she's like, how old was David? And yeah. And he's like, he was 10. He says, he's like, I feel like I was talking to somebody much older than that. Yeah. And was, yeah, was and like, was David Portuguese? He's yeah. like, what? No. <laughs> little white kid. I don't, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> little white kid. Little white kid lives in Glendale. Um. <laughs> so you're right. Uh, Zarebeth goes home. She's, so she's going to do some research. Yeah, so she, and she's reading a book. And you can tell she reads something that like alarms her. She, so she goes yep. to the phone. Um, but then she gets chased by some sort of presence, some sort of ghostly presence in the house. And it's like a point of view camera. It's like chasing her around and she's like you. And then she runs and it's chasing after her. Yeah. And she locks herself in this room, like her bedroom or something. And then all of a sudden something swings at her and like slices her throat. Yep. And then throws her window. Fall out this window onto a giant sundial that pierces right through her. her. Yeah. Dude, this is now three movies in a row that we've discussed where someone flies out of a window. <laughs> Will it be four? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's probably the most... When this movie came out, that's like the most famous scene. The throwing out the window? Landing, landing on, the on the sundial. Yeah. That's a pretty That's a pretty like intense... I like that kill. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that whole scene yeah. was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Brandon wakes up the next morning and learns of Zarebeth's death because it's on the news. <laughs> of course. A local medium. <laughs> <laughs> found thrown at large window. small medium at large <laughs> he sees that the ouija board isn't in the box yeah he's like ah fuck linda kept it goes and talks to jim and tells jim that he's gonna go up to big bear yeah i gotta do some research up in big bear because <laughs> supposedly that's where david died yeah only in big the, bear the more, can the, i find out <laughs> about the events the more information that they have on him the better they can use it against equip themselves to fight him. Yes. So, um, there's this cop, the cop that approached him at the funeral (laughs) is watching Jim's house. Staking him out. I forgot. I forgot about the cop, by the way. Easy to do because his character (laughs) isn't necessary. Really? Linda messes with the Ouija board again and it starts moving on its own. She screams and calls for Jim. Jim comes into the room and she's flying around the room. Yeah. He sees her get thrown against the wall by something that's not her. By the way, Jim, Throws that Ouija board directly into the outside nice trash shot from the from second the, story. From the window. Yeah, that was a hell of a shot. <laughs> I mean, it was like Was he like, perfect. Linda, get over here. You're not going to believe this. He's like, I'm unconscious. <laughs> well, well rest assured, I made this. Of course you did. Of course yeah, you did, Jim. Sure you did. I did. Someday I'll have a camera on my phone. Yeah, I'll put this shit on YouTube. Uh, the detective shows up at the hospital. Yep. Yeah, well, Jim is in the, the waiting dude, room. Dude, that cop loves talking about magic tricks. Like he keeps using yeah. like magic analogies. Oh, he also fucked up Siegfried and Roy's name. Oh He's yeah, called him Sigmund. Sigmund and Roy. Yeah, See, like um, a Sigmund Freud thing. Yeah. So the cop shows up at the hospital while Jim is uh, in the waiting room, worried about Linda. And this cop has got like the worst timing whatsoever. Right. <laughs> the doctor tells Jim that Linda, she's not pregnant. She never has been pregnant. She's never even had sex. You have a little penis. <laughs> you have a micro penis. Yeah. You haven't even broken your hymen. <laughs> this is when you just leave. This is, I, I wrote that. I wrote, this is when you just leave, bro. Yeah. Because listen, I don't care if only, you're in a white snake video or not, or not. You're crazy. Yeah. Not only is she telling you that she's pregnant and she's not, she's obsessed with this fucking 10 year old spirit Ouija board boy. And She's saying like, I know you don't love me, but I know you do love me. And someday you will love me. Yeah. And when you sneak up on her, she calls you a motherfucker and flips out on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She crazy. That's, 
Head for Z Hills. Yeah, get out, my friend. Jim joins Brandon. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go up to Big Bear. Big I need bear. to get away. All right, so they have to do research. How do they do research in movies? Microfiche, of course. It's the only way. <laughs> have you ever used it? Maybe when I was like a kid, like elementary school. I want school. to. I've never used it. I've never seen it before in real life. Oh, really? I've only seen it in the movie. I want to spin the fucking dials. Yeah, a little thing. Yeah, a little. And I want to. I want it to go really fast and then mean to know where to stop. And stop right where you need and be like, there's the article that I need. There it is. <laughs> ten, 10 killed in massacre. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's the guy. But they do find it really quickly. And they find out the kid's name was David Simpson. And he died in a boating accident. This was no boating accident. Uh, so they're like, oh, let's go to the cemetery. Yeah, and they go to the graveyard. Yeah, and they're looking this, around. By the way, this graveyard scene is fucking long. It is long. It's and, long as fuck. And it's pretty inconsequential. But all, the only important thing we find out is that they don't find his grave, but they do find his parents' grave. And then his parents died two weeks ago. Yeah. I already have tombstones, though. That's why I wrote... That's another thing I, I said. <laughs> I hate when movies show gravestones for people that were just buried. Uh, Jim and Brandon go to a hotel. Mm, and they discuss, <laughs> they discuss how they used to be like brothers. Yeah. And they basically... They, they basically reconcile. Reconcile, yeah. yeah. Question for you. Yeah. At this point, these guys like believe it. That this that there's the, a spirit, that the shit's right? real. Yeah. Okay. Why not use the Ouija board or a Ouija board to talk to one of the people who were killed recently and ask them who did it? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Why keep talking to the same fuck nut who's trying to kill you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good point. Thank you. Hey, medium lady, who, all by myself. <laughs> who threw you on that sundial? Exactly. If anybody's gonna be, I'll tell you, it's the fucking medium. She's already got right like, powers. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll just keep talking to this little kid. More fun yeah. that way. Uh, Linda is at the hospital. She wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears a child's voice calling her. She uh, gets her head chopped off. <laughs> By an older guy up, with an axe. It ends up being a dream. Yeah. And then she checks herself out of the hospital. She's like, oh, I'm good. I'm getting yep. out of here. Jim and Brandon get a new Ouija board. And they talk to the real David because they're at like where he died. Like yeah. the lake. Yeah. This is another scene that goes on for a while of like them misunderstanding things he's saying and like things being spelled wrong. It's like, dude, just cut to the chase. Uh, and the point is like, we find out that there's another spirit. Uh, I think his name was Malfator. Malfator. Yep. Yeah. And it forced and, David out. And he's the one that's actually been talking to Linda, not David. And he's here. Yeah. David warns them like he's here. Yeah, like, but he says he? Her. her. And they're like, her what? Huh? Huh? And he's like, oh God. Oh. Here. <laughs> and then a bunch of barrels get cut and fucking okay. ghost of donkey kong throwing barrels and shit <laughs> the barrels listen these barrels had nothing in they're them. empty yeah they bounce <laughs> they probably weighed okay at most 40 pounds i could take 40 pound barrel hit me in the chest i'm sorry yeah you're all right you're not gonna die i might like get the wind knocked out of me yeah. if i get knocked backwards into a into the lake i might be you know wet yeah, but you'll doggy paddle your way out of there. You'll be all right. I will. I will. Not not these fucking idiots. <laughs> a bunch of barrels fall onto them, knocking them into the water. Brandon approaches Jim to see if he's okay, but he gets an axe to the head because Jim's knocked out. Yeah. yeah uh, and Jim wakes up and he kind of, he cleans his bloody face off in dirty ass lake water that's riddled with oh, seaweed. Oh, and he drinks it. Oh, so and gross. He drinks it too. Yeah. He's going to get E. coli. Yeah. And then uh, he finds Brandon's corpse and he's like, eh. Yeah. 
You were my best friend. <laughs> Linda uses the Ouija board again. Nothing. What's going on? We find out that Carlos Malfador was a mass murderer. Who tells him this? I don't remember. It's like a, isn't it like a bartender or something? I don't know. If I can't it's a remember. It's somebody like. But you're right. Asked. It's an axe murderer who died in 1930 and he lived in their house. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh my God. Shower Linda time. T- <laughs> Linda takes a shower. <laughs> this is just an excuse to show Tawny Katane's tits. Yeah, way. exactly. And a little bit of bush. She gets locked in the shower. Yeah. She busts I right thought- out of that glass. I thought that was pretty um, smart of her. Yeah. Because she just grabs the towel and she's just like, fuck it. I thought that was smart too. Yeah. I'll just break the glass. No cuts. Bust right out. But the bedroom door locks and she gets locked in there. Jim is rushing home from Big Bear. She's going to get possessed. We got to hurry. It's the next morning. Jim shows up. The house is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's like ransacked. Yeah. Scratches on the wall. Shit thrown everywhere. There's been a struggle. All of his LPs <laughs> no. tossed all over the place. Strewn about. Yeah. <laughs> Linda attacks Jim, but her voice is all gnarly. She is. And, and she's Malfador. fucking dressed like a smooth criminal, Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's got like a fedora <laughs> on. She, she leans real close to him. <laughs> Tell you something. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, her voice is different. She sounds like Darth Vader. Jim struggles. She attacks him with an axe. He grabs a sharp object, but he can't kill her. He can't. He no. just can't let himself he said, do he it. He even says, Linda, I love you. And she like Until snaps. He, she snaps out of it. And then then Malfader comes back. And then he like she was faking it. Yeah. The cop shows up. He draws his gun on Jim. Mm-hmm. But Linda kills the cop. Well, she doesn't kill him because he ends up being alive. But whatever. <laughs> I thought she killed him. Jim picks up the gun and points it at Linda. And Malfader tells Jim that the portal wasn't is Linda. not Linda. It's actually Jim himself. And if Jim wants to close the portal, he's got to shoot himself. I'd be like, wait, and... this sounds like a trick. <laughs> he's like, no, what would I lie? And the Ouija board goes to, yes. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. shut up. <laughs> he puts the gun up to his temple and then he shoots the Ouija board. Oh, that'll teach it. And Malfador freaks, pushes Jim out the window. The cop is alive and he sees all of this. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, it wasn't him. It was her. But it wasn't really her. No, it was Malfador. Like, oh, no, it was a spirit. Okay, this all makes sense. It's all checking well, out. Well, Jim and Linda get married. I do like the way they set that up like it's a funeral as the yeah. camera like slowly pans up to the front of the church and it's like, ah, oh, no, it's a wedding. The apartment is still a mess though. Like yeah, when the did they get married got, later the, that afternoon? The, yeah, <laughs> I thought that too. Like I, I wrote that down. Like how fast did they plan this wedding? <laughs> uh, Rosemary is there. She's because she's the landlord. Yeah. Why does she have to clean this shit up? And it's not her mess. And some girl are cleaning it and they find the shot up Ouija board and they say, I wonder if it still works. She says, with all wonder if it still works. What does that mean? Like, it's not like a fucking <laughs> yeah, it's not a Game Boy. Um <laughs> it says with all those holes in it, and then there's a close-up on the Ouija board on the yes portion. This, and the, then planchette the planchette moves slides over on over. To, oh yes. End of movie. And <laughs> all right. Um, this movie is pretty fucking lame. <laughs> I mean, listen. No, you're is right. It, no, is my, it awful? No. My notes I wrote, not bad, but dull. Yeah. It's just kind of boring. Yeah. I, I kind of like the story a little bit, but it was a little predictable. Right. I knew right away. And there were no big scares. Like, I wish there had been, you know, a couple more kills or something and maybe some gore, but 
or, or eh. more elaborate kills, right? Yeah. Now we're talking 1986. Yeah, I thought it's, it was all pretty predictable, other than the Brandon character dying, which surprised me a little bit, but meh. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. I figured. But one once of they reconcile, it's like, okay, well, now you have to die. That's a movie. Yeah, that's a movie them. rule. Yeah. But uh, they did go on to make two more movies Witchboard 2, The Devil's Doorway, which came out in 1993, and Witchboard 3, The Possession, which came out in 1995. I probably won't. They're unrelated, though. Oh, yeah, figured. Kevin Tenney wrote the second one. Hmm. He didn't do the third one. Uh, if, uh, well, I was going to say, if I have to rate it, which I do, <laughs> you I do. guess. <laughs> Them's the rules. Uh, rating this, I would probably give it, I don't know. What are you thinking, Dave? Like two? I gave it a two. Yeah, I'm thinking two. That seems about right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, but man, it's, it's just boring. If I go for the rest of my life without watching it, I would oh, be okay. Uh, yeah, I'm good. The only thing I'd say is like the one kill on the sundial, I think is a really good one. Yeah. Um, I, that, I was that's, never, prob- that's probably a clip on YouTube. People could pull up if you, you want yeah. to see it. I was never a huge Tawny Katane fan. Like I was a little young. Yeah. Like, although I loved me some Susanna Hoffs, right? Um, yeah, I would agree. I Tawny little, Katane, meh. I was probably a little too young to like be like, oh God. No, she's gyrating in a car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nah. I do remember her from America's Funniest People with Dave Coulier. And I was like, remember when I was a kid going, who the fuck is this? Who's Tony Katane? I know who Dave Coulier is. Yeah, I thought the same thing, I think. I don't know who this person is. I wanted to bring up something else uh, that I was thinking about recently. Well, you actually posted it on our Twitter about a week ago. Outpost 31. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing, the board board game. game. Yeah. Um, From Mondo. That game is awesome. They're re-releasing it. I don't know how many copies they have, so it could be sold out by the time this comes out. But I did want to let people know about it. You've played the game before. I had, it's yeah, 60 bucks. I have it. And yeah, I think it fetches on eBay. I mean, prior to them re-releasing it, uh, probably a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about it? Uh, it's a super fun game. Uh, it's really good if you got a, a pretty decent sized group of people. I can't remember the maximum number of players, maybe like, I don't know, six or eight or something like that. But it's really cool because like one person is infected and then the person that's infected can infect other people. But just like the movie, you don't know who the infected person is. And there's different tasks you can have you have to complete. And if you're the thing, you have to you have a couple of choices. Like you could be cooperative on purpose to try to help and make yourself look like you're blending in like you're ever, like or you can also if you think there's an opportunity to secretly sabotage things that are happening in the game to try to uh, basically burn down the camp. So you can either uh, win the game by burning down the camp and killing everybody uh, or escaping in the helicopter at the end. Because uh, then, And then uh, if you're not the thing, the way you win is you can either kill the thing or escape in the helicopter. But if you bring a, a, a thing with you in the helicopter, you lose. Yeah, it's a cool game, though. I definitely recommend picking up for 60 bucks. It's a good deal. Yeah, it, it seems like it is. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead gonna and put it in your cart right now. I'm putting it in my cart right now. <laughs> nice. Actually, um, it's on pre-order. Yeah, but it, I think um, it's shipping the like in January, so you won't have to wait long. Soon, soon. Um, I did notice something else too that they have buy one get one free for tiki mugs right now. Oh yeah, their mugs are cool. The mugs are pretty expensive, but if you're buying one getting one free, yeah, it's find one that you like. Oh, sold out. What is the ho- the Halloween ones? Oh yeah, that one those sold out a long time ago. Why do they still have them on here? Yeah, I don't know. I've got the orange one. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably <clears throat> pretty valuable. Anyway, I I just thought people might want to hear about that because I know that uh, you. I like uh, anything related to the thing, but yeah, that game in particular is is really good, and I've played it a handful of times. And even people that aren't super into games are like, "Yeah, this game's cool." Yeah. All right. So the next film that we're going to be talking about is a film that came out. Okay. Well, so this is another one that's kind of weird. It came out. It was made in 1989. Yeah. Yeah, but it came out in America in January of 1991. So that's the year that I went. Okay. Um, but it was released in Cannes film festival in 89 and australia and the uk in 1989 um the movie's called warlock the dick warlock the, <laughs> the dick warlock story uh, warlock starring dick warlock as dick warlock <laughs> as dick warlock and his son what's his son's name his son was in oh the in the movie. society society i can't remember that kid's yeah. name eddie eddie warlock um i don't know what his son's name is <laughs> Released January 11th, 1991. Now, people, like it had just turned 1991. Do you think people were like, fucking hey, man, it's the 90s. We're like full-blown 90s now. We're a year into it. (laughs) Here we are, 30 years removed from 1991, and we're like, oh, fucking idiot. (laughs) What was the number one movie Uh, January? January's tough. I, I, I picked Drop Dead Fred. Okay, I'm going to let you redo this one okay. because think of a movie. It wasn't necessarily released. Oh, it came out in late 1990. There you Christmas go. Christmas time. Oh, shit. Home Alone. That Very good. Yep. <laughs> Does that count? That's correct. Did I get it? Well, you got it with All a right. hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one song. <laughs> I went with Now That We Found Love by Heavy D. Now that we found love, what are what we going to do? do? With it. No. Justify My Love by Madonna. Ah, okay. Just are you familiar with that song? Love. Yeah. That music video got banned from MTV. Oh, really? Too provocative? That, that music video was hot. <laughs> I don't remember. And I'm telling you something. Madonna, 1991 Madonna. Oh, I was like was, peak Madonna. Meow. Was hot. Yeah. hot. She was sexy. This was like when she this was coming like when out. She was wearing the cones? Fucking, yeah, right around then. But, but this video, she was dressed fucking sexy oh baby she looked good she looked good in this video you can watch the video on youtube it's not banned anymore because mtv because the times have changed and also because it shouldn't have been banned in the first place because it wasn't even that bad (laughs) uh let's see warlock written by david twahi twahi sure two by tuli twoli 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 Twoe, mad we, deep we. Directed by Steve Miner, though. I saw that. That's cool. Steve Miner directed Friday Thirteenth Part Two and, and three. three. Yeah. Directed Halloween H two O. Didn't he like Forever Young? He did some drama stuff too. I think so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Music by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. You right off the bat, I was like Steve Miner, Jerry Goldsmith. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he directed yeah Forever Young. My father, the hero. Oh shit! With Gerard Depardieu, Depardieu? big bully, with uh, Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, right? (laughs) (laughs) He also directed that movie Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell, where he pretends to be black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a good. uh, No, uh, he also directed House. I forgot to mention House. That's right. But yeah, so okay, we got Steve Miner, we got Jerry Goldsmith. Released in '91, 
starring Julian Sands as the warlock, Lori Singer as Cassandra. You know Lori Singer? I know the name. I couldn't really place her. Well, her brother is Mark Singer, who was the Beastmaster. Oh, okay. Seen those movies, but she was the lead girl in Footloose. Ah, you know, I've never seen Footloose. Yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Richard E. Grant as Redfern. And then there's some other people. Yeah. Those are the three. The Warlock, Cassandra. And yeah, Redfern. and a bunch of minor characters. Yep. Uh, I will say this. The gas station attendant is played by Rob Paulson. Now, people be like, Rob Paulson? <laughs> How do I know Rob Paulson? I would say from uh, fucking Fight Club. No. Oh, I was thinking his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> oh, his no. name was, wasn't that the guy's name? Could be. I don't know. What do you know him from? Well, Rob Paulson is actually the voice of Raphael and Donatello in the oh, cartoon. Oh, shit. He's also the voice of Yakko Warner, Pinky oh, from shit. Pinky and the Brain, wow. and a bunch of other cartoon big, voices. Big voice so guy? He's a big voiceover guy. That's cool. Uh, budget for this movie was $15 million. David, did it make its money back? My initial gut says no, but I also know they made they made sequels. So yes, I guess it did. No, it did not. The box <laughs> office for this movie <laughs> they got was sequels nine. anyway. Well, weird. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, we want to lose more money. Maybe VHS or something. Maybe rentals. Because I do remember seeing this tape at the store all the time. The Warlock with the Shadow. Yeah, they did make uh, sequels. Nineteen ninety three, they made Warlock: The Armageddon. And then a second direct-to-video sequel called Warlock 3, The End of Innocence, was released in 1999. I think by that time, okay, so this is box office. I think probably rentals, it was successful. Yeah. Think about early 90s. Everybody had Everybody, Yeah, we're always renting movies. We're always renting movies. 80s, it was like, well, some people had VCR, some people didn't, right? Yeah, but the 90s. From the 90s, VCR was cheaper. booming. Yeah, business was booming, as they say. Let's talk about the plot now. Uh, we got old-timey 1600, 1691, actually, Massachusetts. So 300 years prior. My God, so long ago. Mm-hmm. There's this old priest dudes, and they're like... Uh, Fucking Mr. Pitt from uh, Seinfeld was, was one of them. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> they're one of the magistrates well, or whatever. Yeah, they got this dude locked up in the tower. This is the warlock, by yeah. the way. He's chained up. He's got like his thumbs and his big toes chained together. <laughs> They say that um, he consorts with the devil and he's going to be sentenced to death. And basically he's a witch and admit that you're a witch. We're going to kill you either way. It's like, we're going to burn you over a basket of cats. I was like, those poor cats. Live, live, live yeah, cat. What do those cats do? Uh, Redfern comes in and he must be some sort of witch hunter or yeah, expert. I guess so. That's the way I took it. But he like kicks the door in and he's like, starts talking shit to the warlock. And he like kicks him in the face. <laughs> Picking around then a storm, a storm begins. And uh, the warlock and Redfern disappear in a like, like a portal. Shitty, a shitty tornado. I think it's like a, por- a portal. 300 years later. Why are we in Malibu now? Yeah, I thought that too. It was like the movie started in what, Boston? Massachusetts. And now yeah. we're in California? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I didn't understand that either. So and like stupid. the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, yeah. Like Malibu shit. Yeah, it would make more sense to be in Boston, but who am I to fucking <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was odd too. Steve Miner, what to do. It's a time machine and a teleportation device. It's very complicated. Yeah, yeah it's, you, you don't understand how it works, David. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, the warlock goes like flying through a window or something. It ends up in this couple's house. Well, not a couple. No, like Not a couple. Cassandra and her, her gay roommate. Yeah. 
Chaz. Who are, are the, the most trusting people uh, in all of Southern California, I suppose? I, I, Maybe in America. The world. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, oh, shit, this guy flew through a window. He's probably drunk. Well, let's uh, let's put him up for the night and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll take we'll care of him. In, we'll put him in the female's bedroom. Yeah. And we'll uh, send him on his way tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And but, they couldn't call the cops because the phones are dead. Yeah. So the next morning, the warlock wakes up and Cassandra lets him sleep in her bed. And then uh, she drives to work and she's listening to like fucking Bonda music. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, why is she listening to Bonda music? She's a terrible driver. No. And she's like a shitty driver. And then she almost hits this old lady. And then she's like, oh, please don't ever let me get old. Yeah. And then the, yeah. And then the old lady's crossing the street and she like blasts her horn at her. It's like, dude, you almost hit her. Now you're angry that she's not crossing the street fast enough. She's old. I yeah, thought it yeah, she's like, I thought it would have been great had the old lady flipped her off. That would have been cool. She should have. Uh, meanwhile, Chaz is up and he's cooking a breakfast of champions. And the, the <laughs> warlock like an omelet or something. <laughs> the warlock comes in and uh, he starts eyeing his scorpion ring and he's like, "Yeah, I used to be in astrology, but now I'm not." Yeah, he's got and this big ass gaudy Scorpio ring. Yeah, the ring was stupid. So, the warlock takes a knife and chops off Chaz's finger. I can has, yes. <laughs> and then he kills him by biting his tongue out. Yeah, and, and then spits into the tongue into the griddle. <laughs> well, the cops go to Cassandra's work. She's working at a diner and they tell her that Chaz is dead. No, Chaz. But you're right. The warlock then goes to a metaphysical bookstore. And he asks the channeler, who is played by that one actress, uh, uh, Mary, Mary Warnov. Warnov, yeah. She's she's in a lot of shit. When I saw her, I thought she was going to be a more prominent character. Yeah. The thing that I remember her most from is um, Night of the Comet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's one of the scientists. Yeah, she's the good one. Right. The warlock goes to her and asks for her to channel a spirit, uh, the spirit of his father. And the channeler tries to trick him. Yeah, she's totally faking it. But all of a sudden... Than the real spirit. <laughs> yeah. And it's Zamil. Zamil? Uh, I, re- I can't remember. I wrote it how I heard it. it but at first she's like doing like like fake orgasm. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden, yeah, the spirit comes Is that how your orgasms? Is yeah, that that's how, how you yeah. sound when you... <laughs> it's like whale songs <laughs> mixed with like uh, the howls of my dog. So this is Zamiel spirit. He uh, basically tells the warlock that he needs to find all three. Zamiel is also Satan. Okay. Mm. And he says he needs to find all three part of the Satan's Bible. Yeah, the grand grimoire or something like that. The grand grimoire, yeah. And um, and he's warlock's like, well, what's in it for me? And he's like, well, I'll make you my only son. Cool. Right. So he's going to be like. Yeah, warlock's got daddy issues apparently. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll be your kid. And then Zamiel says, uh, let my eyes guide you. So the warlock cuts out the channeler's eyes and holds them in his hand. <laughs> yeah, and the eyes it like, rem- look, it's like fucking Jack Sparrow's compass. Like, points it reminded, the thing you want. It reminded me of, do you remember when we reviewed that movie Blood Diner? Yeah. With the brain, oh, with the, yeah, eyeballs? the eyeballs. on the jar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what those eyeballs <laughs> reminded me of. It was kind of like cheesy that. looking. Uh, Cassandra drives home, and it's a crime scene, of course. Someone is in her house, but she doesn't realize it. And as she packs her shit, she hears something. Uh, it is Redfern. Yeah, he's in full Kyle Reese mode. Like, uh, this movie yeah. is very Terminator at this point. I was like, okay. Yeah. 
and he needs some of the warlock's blood to track him. Yeah. So they look through the fucking vacuum because she vacuumed up the glass, I guess. I guess so. It was a lot of dust in that vacuum. A lot of dust. Uh, Meanwhile, she calls the cops. Yeah, while he's rummaging through the debris. Keep, keep this keep this in mind, though. She calls the cops, gets through to them right away. Yeah. Because okay. in, in a couple of minutes, she's going to call the cops, and she's going to be put on hold. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the cops show up, and he tries to whip them. He's got, like, an old whip. Well, uh, for, well first, hold on. we got to oh, talk yeah, about the, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. compass. So he makes a potion to track the fucking the warlock, warlock, and he put, pours it on this compass, and um and it spins and he's like the and it starts the slower spinning. it spins well, the closer he is or something the or faster maybe, or maybe it's the opposite yeah the faster it spins the closer he is the further it is uh the slower it will go but uh the, then the police arrive yeah and they take him off but yeah he tries to whip him yeah, and they just tase him <laughs> they take him away she finishes packing her shit but she sees the witch compass start to move and she looks outside and she sees the warlock with his fucking eyeballs in his hand <laughs> he's like oh shit the warlock breaks into the house and uh, there are pages of the Satan Bible in the dining room table. Yeah, it's like an antique table that her roommate got, which I was like, what are the odds of that? But then I was like, well, maybe that's why they got transported there because that was where the first piece was. I don't know. I was just like, of all the houses, how many people live in L.A.? Uh, I don't know. You know, you know what, though? That transportation thing was the tornado. It reminded me of uh, Super Mario Brothers three when you blow the oh, warp whistle. Yeah, do, 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 do. and it comes <laughs> and takes you. Away. Yeah, on the yeah, little map. That's what it was. <laughs> it's a uh, fucking warp whistle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the warlock puts a curse on Cassandra. Yeah, he takes her bracelet. He and she puts a curse on her. Yeah, he says. I thought I heard him say she will age a decade for every day. That was twenty but, years, but it was two decades. Yeah, apparently. two decades per day so cassandra gets redfern out of jail and she has aged she's 40 now she's a rough 40 i don't know yeah she's in her 40s yeah she's rough yeah she's a rough 20 yeah to be honest with you <laughs> yeah 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 i don't think she could really even pass as a 20 year old redfern tells her that uh all about the warlock and that she needs to get her bracelet back in order to end the curse so they decide to team up yeah to hunt down this she'll drive and he'll use the fucking compass every five miles, apparently. And uh, he'll, he'll so, GPS uh, that shit. Uh, Warlock is out in the desert looking for more pages, and he comes across this little boy who talks to him about football. Little yeah, they play like a little electronic football game. And the little boy says, uh, "You can't punt on first down. No one punts on first down. Not even Tampa Bay." <laughs> I was like, "What? Why are they talking shit about Tampa Bay?" They did or- suck though around that time. Oh, that's fine. Did you recognize that kid? The little boy that was, uh, did you ever watch step by step? That was the yes, kid who played JT. No, JT. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon call. Yeah. But yep. he's like talking to the warlock and he's like, the warlock tells them he, that he's a witch. And he's like, you're not a witch. Witches can fly. And he's like, well, I can't fly. And he's like, well, how could like, what would make you fly? Uh, you need a broom. He's like, no, no, I need something like else. Yeah, and like, Oh, he's going to kill that kid. Well, the, not only does he kill the kid, he skins the fucking little boy. And uses his fat to like make a and potion. And cooks up his fat. <laughs> and fucking guzzles that it. shit. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. He flies down the freeway. Yeah. And so, oh, the fucking... The flying looks ridiculous. Cassandra starts aging. Yeah. She's 60 now. And they track the warlock to like a Mennonite farm. 
Yeah, to this barn. Yeah, and Redfern, and, while he's looking around, he finds a single page, and he's like, why Why just one page? There should be like a whole section. Well, and then even Cassandra's like, if he's gone, why would he leave one page? And then Red, Because he's not like, gone. He wouldn't leave one page. So they fight a little bit. Um, they actually capture the warlock, and they like handcuff his thumbs to his toes again. But not before uh, Redfern gets tossed out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's there you four go. in a row. There you go. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, the warlock looks the Mennonite guy in the eyes and the guy's eyes start getting cursed and he starts bleeding out of his eyes and he can't see. So, well, uh, Redfern is taking care of the Mennonite. Lori chases after the now hopping cause he's got one foot in a fucking. Oh, Cassandra. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Cassandra's chasing yeah, yeah. after the yeah, warlock. Yeah. Uh, so she chases after him and then Redfern says, Hey, take a nail and put it in his in his footprints, like the tracks. Yep. So she does that, and it hurts his feet. Fucking and then voodoo. she finds she finds a. It's okay in my house. Gives him fucking uh, athlete's foot. <laughs> <laughs> she finds an imprint of his head in the sand because he's like near this train station. Yeah. All of a sudden, like it went from a farm to a train station. I don't know, but he she puts the fucking nail in the head print. Yeah, I can't feel he, good. Warlock passes oh. out yeah. and his arm hangs outside of this fucking like a train car. Box car. Yeah. Yeah. And so she goes running towards it, but she's 60, right? Yeah. She's old. So she's all <sighs> huffing so and puffing. She falls. What did I write? I wrote it like she falls a uh, lot. This scene goes on way too long. She can't keep up. She reaches, falls, gets up. He grabs her. She hits him and she gets her bracelet back. All of a sudden she's young again. Yay. Cassandra tells Redfern that she doesn't want to go hunt this fucker down because he escapes. Uh, she gives him everything though. She gives him her car, her fucking credit card. Yeah, she's like, "Peace. I want nothing yep. to do with this." He's like, he "Well, the warlock's going to destroy the universe, so maybe you should help me, or you're going to die." Yeah, so she agrees. <laughs> yeah. So they decide to get on an airplane, which could no way in fucking possible happen. No, no. Like they get on that plane. He's got that big weather vane that he used uh, to like javelin the warlock yeah. earlier. It's like you wouldn't and be able to like, take that with you on a plane. Carry no, on? The, Get the, the hell out of here. Like, you want me to hold this for you? Yeah. <laughs> fucking and then, dumb. <laughs> and he doesn't even have a fucking ID, David. Yeah, yeah true. How did, he, <laughs> how did he get on that plane? Yeah, lots of questions. Like, how did he get a ticket? How did they get through security? Oh, and then when they're trying to pay her credit card, she knows it's not. It's going to get declined. So she just unplugs the machine. It's yep. like, well, the, the transaction didn't go through. They wouldn't be like, oh, well, the machine's well, not they working. Did the old... Man, the... Yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I was just like, when I saw it, I was like, they wouldn't just be like, oh, well, the computer's down. Here's your ticket, ma'am. Like, what? <laughs> You're good for it, right? Yeah. But yeah, they they fly to Boston, yeah. Uh, Warlock is there. Yeah. He's down in the luggage uh, compartment. And uh, Redfern knows this because he sees like curdled milk, like from the creamer of the coffee. By the way, this plane that they're yeah. traveling they started in uh, Colorado, I believe, because they drove they drove all the way all the fuck right. over. They were, they were in Tucson at one point. I don't know why they went down to Tucson and then <laughs> up to Colorado, but they um this plane is like a two story plane. It's got a spiral staircase up to the second story. I've never seen a fucking plane only in movies. Only in movies. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I've never flown on, nor have I even seen in real life a plane that's got two stories. And you and I have both flown internationally, right? Yeah, and I just flew in a regular, and not with- regular plane. Yeah, it was just a. It had like plane. the middle section, so it was a big plane, but yeah, yeah it didn't have a second level. Wide. There were no stairs. There must be second level. Planes, I guess so. Right? 
Or at least there were. I don't know. Maybe they don't exist anymore. I think this is something that we need to look into. <laughs> need to research this. Yeah, I'll look into it. Um, I hate that fucking plane, though. Uh, <laughs> and people are smoking on the plane. It's like, oh, man, this movie's a time capsule. A time capsule? <laughs> I don't even think you could smoke on a plane in 1989. I don't know. I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, wow, people smoking. Weird. I think it was... A- I think it was only international flights you could. Maybe they did it just for this movie because so they could be like, oh, it's so another sign. The flame. The flame. Yeah. Whatever. That's what I thought too. But they make it to Boston. Yeah. And they go to a church where they know the other piece is and they warn the priest. And the priest says, well, oh, God. It's not a priest. He's not a priest because he's got a wife and she's pregnant. He's got a wife and she's pregnant. So I it's not a priest. Thing, it's but not he's a got Catholic the, church. Okay. But he had the collar and everything. He looked very Catholic. I was very confused. Yeah, I, was like, I know. I wrote priest too. And then I go, wait a second. This guy's I not the same a thing. I was like, I don't know a whole lot about Catholicism, but uh, the whole wife thing and banging <laughs> and having kids like that all seems uh, suspect. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote, wait, that guy isn't a priest. He has a wife <laughs> and she's pregnant. <laughs> but that guy, anyway. whoever he is, he tells him <laughs> that uh, the book, like, don't worry. It's buried and it's buried on sacred ground in a graveyard. And then the warlock no. shows up. He basically threatens to kill the priest's unborn twins because he can tell, like, she's got two kids in there, uh, yeah. unless he tells him where the book is and that guy caves right away. Of course. Uh, Cassandra and Redfern go to the graveyard. Um, it's consecrated grounds. So that means that the warlock can't step foot on it. Yeah, so we and should so be they, good. They look for the tomb that has the pages and they find it. And it's the tomb of <gasps> Redfern himself. Red, Redfern himself. Uh, Redfern kind of freaks out at this, which I didn't, I don't know. I didn't feel like that was appropriate for his character. I would agree. Yeah. I thought it would have been more appropriate had she freaked out. And if, if we're, I mean, not that Redfern probably had a good grasp of sci-fi time travel rules, but it's like, well, if that's my grave, then I've succeeded in my quest because I get back to the time that I came from and I died there. Otherwise, how is, my, how is my body here when I'm, I'm, how can I, I can't be two places at once. Exactly. So it's exactly. like, that would have told me the loop closed. We good. Yeah, we good. We Whatever we're going to do is going to be the right thing to do. Yeah. But they don't think any of that shit. <laughs> uh, the city is moving graves to the non-consecrated portion of land right next door. Fucking poltergeist. Yeah. You only move the headstones. But no, they're actually moving the bodies, but moving them to un- unconsecrated uh, land. They open the tomb and casket, and Kay grabs the pages from Redfern's dead body. Uh, the warlock comes, they fight, and the warlock starts to torture Cassandra. Did I say Kay earlier? I, that's because that's what I wrote. But anyway. Yeah, um, no, Cassandra, yeah. But she, he starts torturing her by taking a nail and stuffing it into her feet like she did with him earlier. Yeah. Like he thought was kind of good retribution. He says to Redfern, he says, I'll trade you, Cassandra. For the pages. For the pages. And he reminds all of us that the warlock is the one who killed Redfern's wife. Wife. Yeah. They 300 got, years they, they got beef. But yeah, he's like, well, no, that's a no deal, which I'm glad Redfern said that. He's like, if I make the switch, like, we're yeah. going to die anyway. So, no. Yeah. Well, Redfern says, look, you can take them, but you can't use any magic. Yeah. Take the, if you take the papers. Up, yeah. If you can. The warlock had thrown Cassandra into the water, the bay. Yeah. And I forgot she was diabetic also. That was something that was mentioned. It's shown it a couple of times. So, it's like, oh, yeah, that's going to have to come up at some point. All of a sudden, she pulls out the needles. Um, the warlock gets all the pages he needs. Uh, he beats up Redfern. Yeah, they both cheat in different ways in the fight. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, he sees that the God that God's name is revealed to him. Now the whole thing is is that if once God's name is revealed to him, all the warlock will have to do is say his name backwards, and it will undo all of creation. Yeah. I was thinking, what if God's name was Bob? <laughs> you go, oh fuck! <laughs> he goes, oh my god, it's one of those palindromes. <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> it started to spell it out. I didn't see what it spelled. I can't but. remember either. Was it Jehovah backwards? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just thought it would have been funny. Like, that would God's have been awesome. Fucking Bob. Bob. <laughs> All right. So Cassandra jumps on top of him, though, before he can uh, say anything. And she injects him with salt water from the bay. From the insulin needles. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. he does not like salt. He's like, ah, no. uh, is that <laughs> salt substitute? And she goes, nope. They no, witches don't like salt now because uh, they established that early in the movie. Yeah, uh, low sodium ignites, diet. Yeah, <laughs> he ignites and burns, and his body disintegrates. And then Renfern uh, stomps on Stump's his skull. skull. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes uh, up to Cassandra and he kisses her eyes, which I thought was funny. Like, oh. Yeah, and they're about ready to kiss, like a real kiss. Redfern. Do, 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 do. The tornado <laughs> fucking warp whistle calls for him. <laughs> oh, and it whisks him away back to his grave. Uh, Cassandra buries the uh, Satan Bible in salt at the Bonville Salt Flats in yeah. Utah. At first, when she buried it in the salt, before the camera pans out and reveals where she is, I was like, "You buried that in like six, six inches of salt? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and then the camera zooms out, and you're like, "Yeah, she's in a salt flat." So. He's yep. gonna he's gonna have a hard time recovering that that book. Yeah, until part two. <gasps> dun dun dun. That's it. That's it. That's the end of the movie. What'd you think? Had you ever seen this before? Nope. Nope. Like I said, I had seen the the VHS uh, box at the video store many times as a kid, and always being kind of curious because thought it looked cool. Um, now that I've seen it, meh. Uh, I'm good. I got my <laughs> fill. Um, I I feel like this movie's kind of similar to. Witchboard in that it's not bad, but it's not good either. It's just kind of dull. It just kind of plods along. There's no real scares for a horror movie. Nothing scary happens. I don't even know if there's like jump scares. I I didn't find it scary in the least. Yeah. But there were some parts like there was some humor there. You know, the road trip element, you know, added a a little something. Um, But man, I'm going to give this one the same rating as the other one. I'm going to give it a two. It was just okay. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I I really think that when I was a kid, I saw this movie. My parents rented this, mm-hmm. and we watched it, and I really liked it, and I thought it was cool. And I could kind of when I was watching, and my wife watched it with me, and she said the same thing. She goes, "When I was a kid, and I watched it, I thought it was really good." I can kind of see why maybe like my 14 year old self or 13 year old self thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it's got like some gore. I mean, not a whole lot, but you're, it is kind of family friendly for an R-rated movie. There's maybe a couple f bombs, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I mean, there's like no nudity, no sex, none of that that I can no. remember. It's just fighting. Um, we have to put aside the special effects looking cheesy because it was on a nine million dollar budget in 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The effects yeah. are really bad. The effects like are when, when the, and the warlocks are. like throw in fire. All I could think of was like yeah. Hadouken, Hadouken. It's like, like it just all looked, like animated. Yeah. Like cell animation. Um, but I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go two and a half okay. on this one because I think I like this one more than Witchboard. I could see myself watching this movie again at some point in time yeah. over Witchboard. 
Like I'm okay with not watching Witchboard anytime soon. Yeah, one, I, I agree. The, if I had to watch one or the other, it would be Warlock. The one thing I didn't like about it is the casting. I liked Julian Sands as the Warlock, and I even liked Richard Grant as the Redfern uh, guy. Redfern. Yeah, he was Laurie, good. Laurie Singer. I did not like her. I didn't like her character. I didn't like her. Like, I don't know. I just didn't like her. Yeah, I would agree. She got annoying as fuck <laughs> really quick. And I was hoping that she was just going to age until she died. Until she died. Let's just make her 100 now, please. <laughs> Could you make her 120? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, those are witches movies. We don't do a lot of witch movies. When we no. do, we tend to not like them. Yeah, unless it's the witch. Unless it's the witch, yeah. Yeah, we reviewed The Witch before uh, Anna Taylor-Joy had become like that. A big star. Sensation, a yeah. big star. Before, like, I'm not saying like a listen. Before, like well, before like the Queen's Gambit. and Before Queen's Gambit. Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Last Night in Soho. But it's like, it's it's kind of cool to see that. It's like we saw one of the movies that she was in early on in her career. Yeah, now she's. But now not she, a lot of people Now she's saw. a big movie star. Now she's a huge movie star, yeah. So, um, but anyway, if you have any, uh, thoughts on which board or Ouija boards or Ouija boards or Ouija boards or warlocks, you can contact us. How can they contact us? Yeah, David? On Facebook, Twitter, uh, the slasher app, TikTok. just search for us under the swear wolves on Instagram, search the swear wolves podcast. We have the swear wolves YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And I'm going to strike a pose on a Cadillac. And I'm going to jump out a window. Smaller bell. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? Smaller <laughs> no. bell. It was like a duck or something. I don't, I don't remember what it was for. But. Yeah, I do remember that. What is that noise? Roxy's got one of those home Google things. I must be saying something that's like triggering it. How do I turn this thing off? Just unplug it. So I'm trying to find out where it's plugged. Right. See ya, bitch. <laughs>